0: Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and otherwise. This is Mike, and we are here with another mini-episode of My Favorite Malady. We're calling them Mini-Johns because we're from Philadelphia. My Favorite Malady is a medical history podcast out of the Mütter Museum, and our mini-episodes are sort of in the weeks in between that we don't have main episodes. As I said, I'm Mike, and I'm here with my co-host.
1: I'm Nancy, hello.
0: Hi, I'm Nancy. Now, you may be asking yourself, You guys have been awfully quiet for the last month, haven't you? And the answer is, yes, we have. And I'm going to say that it was completely planned and not at all a series of cascading errors and miscommunications.
1: Right, Nancy? Yeah, definitely not 2020, you know, the dying throes of a cursed year.
0: Yeah, no, none of that uh, totally planned. We have everything under control. We are professionals. Mm -hmm. But on that note, we actually may not have an episode next week. Uh, In exciting news, you know, we have to close the museum again because of a COVID spike. We are reopening on January 15th to the public. But pursuant to that reopening, there's a lot of work we have to do. So we may not be able to get to another episode next week. If if not next week, then the week after for sure, we will have a fresh, hot, piping new episode for you.
1: So, So hot and spicy.
0: Yeah, yeah. We if we don't have a full episode next week, I'm pretty sure we could do a mini John, and we just may check in with you guys to see how you're doing and do some corrections. And
1: sorry, can you hear the men yelling outside my house? I can
0: a little bit. Yeah, that's okay. okay. yeah, you can probably hear the traffic outside my window too. Whatever okay. it is, what it sorry. is.
1: There's there's men to so, to our listeners. Sorry that there are men yelling outside my house. Are they yelling at you? No, there's been construction going on, but I think it's also just like normal social distancing outside yelling, you know?
0: Before we talk more about our reopening and the hours and all how that's going to work, I do have a brief corrections corner from our last episode. Now, you may not have heard our actual last episode because it went up then it went back down and nobody noticed it was down for a while and then we put it back up. But when we republish an episode, it doesn't show up in most people's RSS feeds, most people's podcast feeds. So you may not be aware that we did have an episode. And based on the listener numbers, most of you aren't aware that we had an episode that went up a little while ago on tuberculosis and beauty, and also the uh, Lazarevich diaphanoscope. So you can go back and listen to that one. This is a corrections corner for that episode. I said that there is an antiquated uh, obstetrics and gynecological tool called a tear tear. It's a tear tet not tear tear oh. tear tet means to tear the head tear means tear so i said tear tear it's you, you can figure out how that worked how i made made that mistake but it's tear tet
1: is this a french language thing or
0: it is a french language thing yes yes for essentially a cranioclast or you know like a head ripper is what it's well, for it's called don't tear, they
1: speak tear, french tear, tear, in your tear. homeland of canada michael
0: <laughs> do not mistake well it's actually my mother was a francophone it Is a francophone i uh, i am not firmly of the English, Upper Canada, if you will.
1: My mom speaks French too, but I don't, because apparently I was a really annoying child who just refused to participate. Yeah.
0: So. English is, is my mother's, I want to say her fourth language, and also my father's mm. third language. So it's a lucky thing that I speak English at all.
1: Yeah, no, English is my mom's first, but then she also had French and Swiss German, and then moved back to the US, so... Right. Uh, not speaking, she doesn't parle Francais as much anymore, or, or yeah. I guess, I Deutsch very much, but, uh, they're in there and every time I mispronounce something in French, she gets mad at me, but yeah. I don't, parler parlez so.
0: What's interesting is my sister and I have vastly different accents. I mean, we are raised in the same household at the same time. We weren't raised separately, but for whatever reason, she and I just don't sound like we come from the same place. And of course, my parents have vastly different accents because they come from different countries. So when the four of us get together, my two parents, my sister and I, and we go out to dinner, we get some weird looks because everybody speaks with a different accent. And yet we are a nuclear family.
1: Yeah, Um, My mother laments the fact that I ended up with some of the the Philadelphia dialect because when she uh, moved... When she first moved overseas, the kids at her uh, international schools made fun of how she said orange and stuff like that. So she, yeah. she, every time she hears me say it, she's got like war memories of, of like fancy European kids making fun of her. But
0: I, I've lived in Philly for about 20 years now, and I've picked up some of the Philly accent, not a lot, but just enough that I know that it's there. I don't say water. I still say water. <laughs> but I do say underwater and water ice.
1: One of one of my coworkers is is from New England and he and I have had these moments where we're both saying the same thing and staring at each other like, wait, what?
0: Right, right. He'll
1: he'll drop an R here and there and I'll uh, add one. I guess, yeah. Thick thicken up the the northeastern
0: twenty. If, if anybody who's listening to this is not from this region and is confused about what the Philadelphia accent sounds like, there is the most amazing Saturday Night Live sketch, and I don't say this often, but James McAvoy, the Scottish actor, did a sketch where he does a pitch perfect, extremely regional North Philly accent. Really? And it's the most amazing thing you've ever heard. So he's actually dating a a Philadelphia woman, or at least he was at the time of this sketch. Uh, And I guess he took, he was just mimicking the accent of like her family members, (laughs) but he sounds 100% like Kensington trash.
1: Oh, good.
0: And I say that with love, Kensington friends. Yes. Uh, but if you just look it up, uh, if you just look up like James McAvoy, oh, it's it's a, it's a fake commercial for Charmin toilet paper or Charmin, Charmin. which he pronounced Chorman. Uh, so if you just look <laughs> oh, up like James McAvoy, went, like, SNL Chorman. He went full hoagie. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Gotcha. It's amazing. All right. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Uh, <laughs> because I don't think this is on point. So we're reopening January 15th. We're only going to be open five days a week. Normally we're open seven days a week, but we are taking two days a week. I want to say, is it Tuesday and Wednesday we're going to be closed? Yes,
1: it's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday that we're closed. And that's so that we can not only deep clean, you know, obviously we're going to be doing our regular cleaning touch cert points on the hour, but so we can deep clean, uh, you know, pretty regularly in visitor spaces, but also so that we can finish installing some New and improved exhibits for you guys. So uh, there's a little bit of rotation going on in the mezzanine, and there's also going to be a new exhibit called Unseen, opening in I believe I I want to say February 5th is going, it's going to open, but I'll have to, you know don't quote me on that. So um, new exciting things coming, old favorites staying, surfaces getting cleaned. It's all happening.
0: Fantastic. Uh, and also, you'd have to buy tickets in advance, like you, you did uh, during our last pandemic open time. And there is a, a limited number of tickets per hour. So you can't just show up at the door, you have to buy online.
1: Yes, do you please buy your tickets online. Uh, for room and social distancing occupancy quotas, there's only going to be 25 tickets per hour for the time being. Mm-hmm. So please purchase online before you show up and please make sure you wear a mask that covers both your mouth and your nose as we are still requiring those for entry.
0: For sure. And if you're really lucky, you may see Nancy or I working on an exhibit. Feel free to swing <laughs> by and say hello, as long as you maintain greater than six foot distance and don't breathe on us.
1: Please don't breathe on us.
0: No, please don't. Uh, speaking of museums, I did want to give a shout out to our friends over at the Science History Institute here in Philadelphia. Uh, who are doing yeah great work in the middle of the pandemic. They currently have an exhibit there, which they put uh, 10 feet tall on their exterior windows, so you don't have to go in the building to see it. It's called Between Us and Catastrophe, and it is a series of photographs of uh, frontline essential workers and how they're dealing with the COVID pandemic. And this is everybody from nurses and physicians to sanitation workers and delivery people. The photographs were taken by Kyle Cassidy, who is a friend of the museum and a good friend of mine. He is a local Philadelphia celebrity photographer, I guess you'd call it if there's such a thing as a Philadelphia celebrity photographer. (laughs) There is a website called betweenusandcatastrophe.com. It's just that whole thing typed out betweenusandcatastrophe.com. And also the Science History Institute has their own podcast, yeah. Uh, and they have a podcast episode about this particular installation as well as an audio guide. So uh, the podcast is called Distillations and you can uh, find it uh, either on their website at sciencehistory.org or I'm sure you could find it where podcasts are distributed. They did not pay us to say this. I'm just a big fan.
1: Yeah. Well, and we we do work with Science History on Science on Tap Philadelphia. A shout out to Alexis who does that podcast at Science History. I do this podcast at the Mooner Museum. Everybody at Science on Tap is podcasting and creating monthly science cafes. So,
0: hot buddies.
1: Yes, we are, we are we are bestest small science museum friends.
0: Uh, that's yeah. what you tune in for. So, thanks for listening to our slightly longer mini, John. Unless Nancy, there's anything else you feel like we need to tell the people.
1: Oh, no, I think I've done enough rambling for, for okay. this
0: week. So, again, we may or may not have another full episode next Friday. If we don't, week after, I promise we will. And we will check in with you again next Friday with any updates uh, and a mini-john. And don't Hooray! forget to go back and listen to our last episode, which most of you missed because of the holidays and our totally planned downtime and not at all complex series of screw-ups. Last episode is on tuberculosis and beauty, as well as the Lazarevich diaphanoscope and features, uh, Hannah the Python Pulaski. No, not really the Python. I just wanted to give Hannah a uh, pro wrestling nickname, Hannah Pulaski of Pox and Frocks.
1: Yes, very special and enthusiastic guest.
0: Awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, stay safe and... Uh, keep
1: social distancing, please.
0: Let's, let's go with that. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye.